Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm a Gen X grown up, and I support Gen X grown up on Patreon. And you should too. Go to patreon.com slash Gen X grown up. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown up? Gen X grown up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be French fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X grown up podcast listener, to episode 58 of the Gen X grown up podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, my friends, collaborators, and co host, George. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of an intro, wasn't it? Hello, everybody. <laughs> and Mo. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, in this episode, we'll highlight some pretty cool PC accessories to improve your desktop experience. Play a game that puts you in the shoes of everyone's favorite Keanu Reeves assassin. Whoa. And Ooh. let you know what that Will Smith cloning movie is worth a trip to the theater or not. But first, we have got to give an update. I am eager. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't yet heard, we are running a listener drive here at the end of 2019. We're always asking folks, hey, tell your friends about the show, but we want to put something back on the table for you. So if you will invite someone to listen to the Gen X Grown Up podcast and they hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com, letting us know you recruited them, we're keeping score. And at the end of the year, we're going to let you pick a backtrack that we have to do. You pick the topic. You always wanted to hear about Battlefield Earth or oh, an entire backtrack about the Pet Rock. Or oh my God. You want to hear George's <laughs> insight on bell-bottom pants? Whatever it might be. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm taking that one off the table right now. That's in, that, that could that could be a whole two hours. There's like right a there. little asterisk next to the contest, and that's down at the bottom like where, in the little notes. like where it says you like you, you can't be friends of family of right, like exactly. owners, and you can't do bell bottom pants. Those George will not there. talk about bell bottom pants. And there should be a double asterisk that if it makes George uncomfortable, we'll definitely do it. We'll do it twice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So, yeah, so we have a few entries. I will tell you that we have a front runner right now. Right. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who that is because I want to keep everybody uh, working hard. Maybe get closer to the end of the year. We'll actually disclose the score. But if you have friends that you have told about the show, get them to hit us up on email and uh, get your name on the leaderboard because you get to be our boss for a backtrack in the new year. I mean, I figure our listeners are probably such wonderful people. They must have thousands of friends. Thousands. And scores upon scores. Exactly. I don't know why you so wouldn't. this should be like a no brainer for them. It's a chance to to really make George super uncomfortable. And I don't know why you passed that up. <laughs> Maybe they're not going to suggest us to their friends because they want to keep them as their friends. So keep this them as friends. <laughs> no, no, no. Gen X grow up only strengthens relationships. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's why we live in cities that are two and a half hours apart. But that's all right. Well, yeah, that's, that makes us friends, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of strengthening relationships, we actually got a fourth listener email from one of our close personal friends, Levi, who's a hey, patron Levi. over on Patreon. Hey, nice. The subject of Levi's email is token rating system. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. So he writes in and says, I am listening to the Terminator podcast right now. Awesome movie. And yes. I have a slight beef with your rating system. Hmm. All right. If you have four and a half or four and three quarter tokens, you can still only play four arcade games. I don't know a machine that takes a half token. Oh, <laughs> You know, I, that's actually a I good guess. point. So I the half token from. is one of those ones where we drilled a hole in it and we have a string attached to it. We drop <laughs> so, it down the so coin slot. So you can slot. game the system? Yeah, that's what those are. You know, if you don't know games to take a half token, you have apparently not been to David Buster's recently because you swipe your card. <laughs> it takes all kinds of fractions of tokens for me and based on what time of day it is. on their systems, I think, aren't they? Even though it's a card. Yeah, but yeah. okay. Yeah, fair enough. You're right. Okay. You're, like, you're not going to play yeah. Galaga with a half a token unless it's George's game going on a string. I suppose. <laughs> uh, Levi goes on to say, I never noticed the rating system till now because I used to listen to everything at double speed. So what? it was like eight tokens? <laughs> no, 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 not doubling quantity. But so he listens to podcasts at high speed to get through them faster. Actually, I know a lot of people that do that. Is that so that everybody sounds like the chipmunks or something? Is that a thing? No, it actually keeps the pitch the same. Yeah, it's just It just faster. makes everything go really fast. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. It really is. It's like, yeah, maybe I'm messing with the speed here. So if he tries to listen at double, he get a quadruple speed or something. But 
yeah. So he says, I recently stopped doing that and I'm picking up so much more. So see, you're, Thank you're you. burning through it and missing just the nuances of just <laughs> our dulcet tones. We are not we subtle. Nuance. No, we do not. <laughs> I always thought it was more of a sledgehammer. He said, after a week or so of switching back to single speed, everyone sounded drunk until my brain adjusted back to normal. <laughs> no, no, you're you're actually fine. It, <laughs> no, it's fine. No, Mo was actually drunk the whole yeah, time, so that's totally that day, accurate. So, yeah. <laughs> he says, thanks for the podcast. I always love hearing you guys talk and bicker about whatever the topic. Fourth listener, <laughs> Levi. Thank you, Levi. Yeah, I think specifically he's thanking George for all the bickering, right? Uh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> is the, yeah, hey, let's George, not start this one off confrontational at all. No, no. Everyone's got a thing, George. I mean, come on. Everybody's got... What is Mo's thing? Uh, do you know what Mo's thing is? <laughs> Antagonizing George, apparently. <laughs> that is one of my things. I agree. Oh, <laughs> Levi, thank you so much for writing in. We love it anytime the fourth listener picks up his pen or his keyboard in this case and writes into podcast at genxgrownup.com. You can have your email read right on the show as well. Just hit us up there and we'll put you in the hopper. All right, guys, it's time to get into the meat of the show right after this. You can feel it coming home and you've got to got to have some. Here I come to save the day. Got to got to have some now. It's Kool-Aid to the rescue. The one who kids big first. So I see refreshing and bright. Yeah. Got to got to have some more. It's time to kick off the show talking about media. What are we looking at new in movies or uh, TV shows or music or whatever it might be? And uh, George, why don't you kick us off with what you've been checking out? Sure. I decided that we should talk about something that should have been on at least one of our looking forward to lists, and it wasn't. So <laughs> we've missed a, a couple of episodes. Normally, you only do things you looked forward to to make sure that you have it all the bases covered. <laughs> so now you're retroactively looking forward. Yeah. So Get Shorty started back on October 6th, believe it or not, season Season three. Did it really? Yes. I didn't see it coming. I had no yeah. idea. Holy cow. I feel bad because I really like that show. <laughs> yeah, so. I can't remember what day it aired on before, but it's now on Sundays on Epics, of course. Right, on um, Epics. Just to, a little brief summary to catch everybody up. So Miles went to jail at the end of season two, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yep. we've already had now three episodes of this awesome series come out. It started on October 6th, so we'll get a fourth one uh, in another couple Man, of days. I didn't even know it started it up again. It is unbelievable the yeah, stuff that they started up. <laughs> I didn't see any of the stuff that happened in the first episode coming. None of it. So they hit the ground like running full speed, huh? Yeah, I mean like it's really weird because it's kind of told a little bit as a flashback from, um, uh, what was the guy who married Amara? The Ray oh, Romano's oh, the, character? the guy I played by Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah, I can't the, remember the, the his producer, name. Right? right. So he's kind of writing a script that's about what happened between him and Amara between seasons two and three. Oh, really? That's, yeah. that's a clever so way to kind of go back of the story is flashback. Ah. I mean, there's other parts of it that other parts of the show that get brought up as well. Like this is kind of like a B storyline or a C storyline in the first episode, but man, mm -hmm. it sets up this season. And I just finished episode three the other day. And some of the stuff that he was alluding to in that first episode is already coming to fruition. And I'm like, oh crap, here we go. Time to, <laughs> you know, tighten up your bootstraps. It's ready to go. It's awesome. Oh, Definitely. Oh, if you guys haven't watched it yet, well, obviously it sounds we like you haven't. <laughs> I haven't. No. <laughs> you need to start watching it now. Chris right. O'Dowd just crushes it in this series. I mean, he's I a comedic actor, but he can't, I mean, he's a little bit, he's humorous in it, but it, he just comes across, he has that simmering, threatening thing yeah. that he needs in this role. It just, he just makes it for me. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, to think how he started off in the IT crowd, right? I would never believe he's the same guy, to yeah. be honest. I mean, <laughs> when John told me about that first, I was like, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, I've got to catch up on that. That's, yeah, for sure. That's been really good from the beginning. It was, it, it was a kind of a sleeper. I didn't expect it to be good. I knew it was based on the film. The film was really great, but mm -hmm. I, you know, in a lot of ways, it's more entertaining than the film because they can go deeper and do more. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And they've done a great job with it. Okay, well, something for me to catch up on. John, what about you? Well, I headed to the theater thanks to the uh, the miracle of the AMC A list. I was actually uh, I want to go and see the new uh, Zombie Land. Double Tap is coming out, but I yep. I'm waiting on and some other people couldn't go, and I'm like, well, I let's not let's wait and kind of go as a group and some folks who were able to go together. There's a film that I had knew nothing about called Jexy J E X I, and I. I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't on your radar because it surely wasn't on mine. Have either of you heard of this? I it's think the one about the guy I've with the seen phone, the right? poster for it. Is it one of the guys
guys from Workaholics? Is he in this? It absolutely is. It's Adam yeah. Devine. Yeah. That's exactly right. All I knew was, and you said, Mo, the poster, right? It's a it, it's a guy in a phone. That's pretty yeah. much all I knew about it. I need not seen a trailer. I just knew it was Adam Devine, uh, and I knew him from Workaholics. I knew him from Pitch Perfect. He was one of the uh, oh, uh, yeah. the male acapella group singers, uh, the Troublemakers, I think they're called. <laughs> uh, and I, I like him as a comic actor. He's just yeah. he's really I don't, he's 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 got almost nothing the Jim Carrey kind of manic, crazy eyed kind of look a little bit, but he Along he can dial it back to. Worthiness, right? Like when he does stuff, oh, yeah. you just oh, kind of yeah. like, Ooh, you oh, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. This is his movie. He carries this movie. He's the star of the film. There's some other people you might know in it, but he pretty much is uh, the star of this movie. And I didn't know what it was. And you alluded to, Mo, you said, yep, it's about a phone. He, he gets a new phone and the new phone has an AI like a, a like a, a Siri or a, yeah. a Alexa or something like right. that, right? Is this? Crap, my Alexa okay. just woke up. Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, order Mo this. <laughs> and when he gets this phone, it a lot of this film is kind of some expected millennial tropes. It's like, oh, everybody's glued to their phone. Nobody's living their real life. Nobody is experiencing, you know, interpersonal communications. And there's a lot of that in the beginning where everyone literally is staring at their phones and not talking to each other. And this AI in his phone is kind of half malicious and half trying to make his life better by <laughs> making him do uncomfortable things and saying things uncomfortably that are pushing him into relationships. Is this AI sentient a little bit? So... Kind of. I mean, if you're on your way to drawing a parallel to that film, Her, that started mm-hmm. Walking yeah, Phoenix. That's where I was going. Uh, that was it's a really kind good. That of, was an excellent it, movie. It, it, so there's some debate. Is is she sentient? Maybe, kind of. I mean, it seems like, I don't want to spoil it because it is kind of worth seeing. We'll talk about what it's worth later. I, I don't want to just say, let's burn it and I'll tell you what, what it's about and spoil it. But maybe it could be that this AI is sentient because it really behaves in such a way that becomes irrational, you know, a little bit later. Well, I know I loved Her. I mean, that oh, was her one was of the best phenomenal. films of that year. Yeah, of course, it's Joaquin Phoenix, so... Yeah, yeah we just got through, you know, with the whole yeah, Joker right. thing. I mean, the man's, you know, an icon of acting at this point. But, you know, I could see these guys doing a comedic take of that film. Did it feel that way to you? Was Did it feel like they were taking that film and doing a comedy version of it? Or did it feel like it was something completely different? I feel like they were kind of trying to do their own thing. I mean, they're putting a kind of a comedic spin on it, as you said. It's not really heavy. What I will say is that I laughed out loud a lot in the film. Most of it was okay, just good. the way that... Adam Devine delivers stuff is just funny to me. But when you leave the film, it doesn't leave you with this, oh, I I really saw something good. You know, I think my comment to the guy next to me said, well, it wasn't cinema, but it was a movie. You know, it was just, <laughs> it was entertaining, but you're not going to walk away like remembering it, you know, like six weeks from now, you won't remember having seen it. So on your scale, George, I think I'd put this very squarely on the AMCA list. Okay. It's not right. a full price. It's not even a $5 Tuesday. I saw it literally. I was biding time until I went to see a film I really wanted to see. Didn't regret seeing it. It's not a must miss. But if you enjoy Adam Devine, that's going to be the, the linchpin for you. If you don't like him, don't see it because he's the cornerstone of the film. <laughs> if you want something to, to just mindlessly laugh at, you know, minus maybe some vile humor is in there, a little bit of, you know, bathroom humor, as you can imagine from him. It's worth checking out if for nothing else than to use up your A-list slots, you know? <laughs> well, hey, you know, there's worse things to fill up your A-slot with, I guess. There are. <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. There's a film that we were all looking forward to, I think, starring Will Smith with a little cloning activity no, going you on. Would be, you would be incorrect thing. about that, sir. Oh, we're not all looking forward we to it? We were not, not all looking forward to that. I was definitely not looking forward to that film. <laughs> that was one of those that I got trailer like fatigue fatigue. from because yeah. okay. I didn't like the story premise from the beginning. Mm, but Okay, so you weren't looking forward to it. I was. Let's let Mo be the tiebreaker. Mo, tell us about Gemini Man. Yeah, Gemini Man. Uh, and I see where George was going because I agree because with the trailer, I was like, it's wasn't a movie. I was like, oh my God, we got to go see this. But having seen the movie, it wasn't mm-hmm. awful. It wasn't awful. Okay. It was an action movie. It was a pretty entertaining action movie. Will Smith, I mean, he's a, you know, a fantastic actor and he, I think, helped kind of make up for a lot of the <laughs> really, really awkward parts of this movie. His charisma can carry, you know, exactly. weak scripts sometimes. Yeah. It had a little bit of heart to it. I mean, I enjoyed it, actually. I thought it was a really fun movie. You know, we had nicknamed this film Bike Fight <laughs> because yeah. of all the trailers. <laughs> because in the trailer, literally every third shot 
shot is someone like running a motorcycle into someone else. Right, like, right. Is this just a, like a ninja? Instead of nunchucks, they're going to use motorcycles at each other. But it turns out that wasn't all that was in the film. <laughs> you know, there was much said about the de-aged version of Will Smith. And this wasn't like Samuel Jackson in Captain Marvel. They actually, that's a fully generated 3D Will Smith. It's not just him again de-aged. He was like a digital character in this film. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like Will Smith again, just de-aged. It wasn't. So knowing that, so what did you think of wow. like, this was like cutting edge technology to create this kind of younger version of him. What did you okay, think of? Well, I originally thought that it was just Will Smith again and they de-aged him. And at that I was like, eh, there's some scenes that just looked off and you know, it is like, you can't put your finger on it, but you know, it doesn't look right kind of thing. Yeah. That uncanny valley. Yeah. Like, so close, but not right. That, yeah. yeah. Something is wrong. But now that I know that it's completely CG, I'm actually very impressed because it was, I mean, there were a lot of scenes. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty good. And I can almost forget give some of the awkward ones now, knowing that it was fully CG. That's pretty amazing. They pulled footage from things like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and some of his earlier films uh, and just like uh, when he was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, like artwork yeah. and footage to see how he behaved, how he moved. They tried to replicate as much as they could about him, not just taking an older Will Smith and de-aging him. I thought that was pretty remarkable. I, that is amazing. Holy cow. Well, there you go. So, so now I may have to watch it again now. Having <laughs> I mean, known that just to you know relook at that character because it, I definitely thought it was Will Smith acting two parts. So where would you put it on Georgia's scale? What do you think? I think it's for, uh, what is it, like uh, Discount Tuesday? The, the $5 Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say a $5 <laughs> Tuesday, definitely A-list. All right. George, have we at all changed your mind? Do you think you'll give Gemini eh, a chance? If I'm bored. <laughs> well, you know, if Jexy is full, then maybe you can go check there out Gemini. There are a lot of films that have some cutting edge techniques that were in the film. It doesn't make it something that I want to spend an hour and a half or two hours with. And the story, there was just nothing in it from the trailers and that's what I'm based on. I know you guys liked it or at least partially liked it. Mm -hmm. um, I, there was nothing in it that grabbed me. It was, it felt like just a retread of like two different, three different tropes maybe smashed together. Oh, at least three. <laughs> yeah. At least three or and, four. And, and I don't think you're wrong there. No, I think I don't it either. is kind of a mashup of other stuff. You're you're right on target. Yeah. I'd rather go spend time watching Jexy, you know, something mm -hmm. that I didn't expect or didn't know something anything unique. about that it could be hit or could be missed than something that just feels like Hollywood said, well, shit, we're out of three ideas. Grab this one from this cookie jar. Grab that one from that cookie jar and throw Will Smith in the oven. And go get it. Will Smith. <laughs> that and fixes it. Here we go. Lee Majors and Lindsay Wagner are back in an all-new movie. Joined by a son with a blinding force. The return of the $6 million man and the bionic woman Sunday. Okay, so we're up to tech toys. What are you yep. going to get me to buy this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, de it depends. Do you want to spend $30,000 like George? Do you want to spend a couple hundred like me? You know, who, who do you want to go first? Uh, let's start with you, John. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's hit the bottom end of the budget first and see if that's any yeah, better. Yeah, that, that may satisfy me. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you know, so there, there's one that's, that's off the map I'll tell you about. I was uh, browsing a Barnes & Noble. You know how much we all enjoy pop vinyls. I'm particularly yeah, yeah. fond of the 8-bit ones. They look like they're pixely. Oh, yeah. Right. And I came across a werewolf from Altered Beast that I couldn't leave the store without. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. So he's on my shelf now. But that the, that's not the tech toy I wanted to talk about. I actually wanted to talk about, um, you know, as much time as I spend with a headset on my head, whether it's for conference calls at work or whether it's doing live streaming on the YouTube channel or just us having internal chats and, you know, planning for the shows, I always have some kind of headset on my ears or earbuds in my ears or something. And so having something that's comfortable and functional is critical because often I've got them on for hours a day and it's, it's not going to work if you've got something that's uncomfortable because it's like having your head in a vice, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I used to have a decent kind of gaming headset that worked okay, but I was at the point where it's time to upgrade and do something more. It's something I use every single day. It's like when you buy a new cell phone. You're like, I use it all day long. Let's spend a little bit on it at least. Uh, so I, I went pricing around and I found Logitech has a great line of uh, gaming headsets. They have wireless ones and wired. What I ended up finding and trying out. I'm actually, uh, I have them sitting here. I've used them a couple times already. They're called the Logitech G633 Artemis Spectrum 7.1 surround noise canceling. Oh God, it's got a bullet list of Jeez. 100 things that it has. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
the short version of all that kind of techno babble is these are really nice over the ear gaming mm-hmm. headphones. They're wired, so they plug in via USB. Okay. Uh, they okay. have noise canceling, as I mentioned, nice. which is neat. There's a feature it has that's dumb that I'll tell you about, which is they have like the uh, the multicolor LEDs inside of them that can change color based on the game you're playing and oh, craziness like that. Yeah, whatever. Don't care. What they <laughs> do have by Logitech, it's part of their whole G series of gaming stuff. So on the side of the ear cup, there's a volume, as you might imagine, for turning the volume up and down. And there's three programmable G buttons on the side of your headphones. What are you programming them for? These are headphones. They can be used for anything that you want them to. They can be a macro. They could be keystrokes. You could launch some media. If I'm inside of OBS and live streaming, I can have it change between different scenes in OBS with a button on my earphones. But why? Uh, huh. Uh, uh, it feels awkward. Like you're yeah, reaching up to your head I, to touch. I'm like, why would I? What would be more most convenient to? You use my sound really for. happy about this feature, and I'm getting yeah. the sense that Mo and I are on the same wavelength <laughs> that are like, this sounds really stupid, and you're playing it up, so what's going on? You're not justifying my purchase. Now I feel like a waste <laughs> no, of money. Especially because I'm going to find out what the price of it is, and then I'm going to have to add 30% because you never get the price right. <laughs> it, so it, it really comes down to you can make those little programmable buttons do anything you want them to. If you want them to do play, pause, rewind for media, you can, but it's like like having a shot box to like do whatever you want to do programmed right onto your headphones. So maybe in Skype, you want it to, you know, drop an emoji or maybe in a different piece of software. So it's actually context sensitive. So whatever app you're in, the buttons can be programmed to do something different. And it can be as complex as running a macro or doing something or as simple as, you know, typing a smiley face, whatever you want it to do. Is this selling this to you yet? Not really. I'm trying to figure out where are these buttons exactly? Like, where are they on the headset? Does it matter that they sound good? <laughs> well, I'm you mean so, the headphones I'm, I'm or so, the button clicks? Yeah, I'm so I guess stuck I didn't mention that it thing. actually sounds great, but <laughs> <laughs> the buttons are on the back of the ear cup. So upper, you reach for your volume. It's right like the like it's like reaching up to a Bluetooth uh, Wait, earbud. Wait, so you're reaching something. behind your ear to do mm-hmm. hitting buttons to do something? You are. It, yeah, it sounds no, like not, you're going to save money on this tech toy. I'm not down with that, man. So how do they sound? They sound spectacular. Okay, that's apparently the last thing I'm looking forward to headphones but those they do sound great <laughs> these are run about 150 bucks they're actually on sale at amazon for like 80 bucks so i was able to pick them up for a decent price they fold up really nice and they so they travel well with me and they sound fine and you guys are crapping all over my project so, so it right, sounds right. more like they probably cost normally about 250 and they're on no, sale for about 175 no, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> the wireless ones are super expensive, but the uh, the wired ones usually about one fifty. I get is that a decent price for headphones? I don't know anymore because I just that's I haven't bought headphones end. in a long I mean, time. That's for really good ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you need buttons behind your ears, you really need that extra <laughs> twenty thirty bucks. <laughs> that's true. So. It's $20 you guys per don't button, like dude. my earphones. Well, no, because, all right, so if you're using <laughs> gaming headset, that means you're likely either playing with a controller or using a keyboard. Your fingers are already on something, doing something. Okay. Why would you take your hand away from that other device to reach up to your head to press a button to do something? I don't have a great answer for you. I just think it's okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure there's like somebody says, oh, I can use it to mute and unmute my mic or something along those lines, I'm sure. But I've seen that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that, you could but. do that too. You could literally map anything to it. But I get what you're saying. You know, if hey, you have a keyboard there, it's part of their G series line, so they included it in the headset. So, hmm. all right, okay, uh, fine, fine, George. <laughs> Maybe some of our listeners have some good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, we'll throw a link down there in case anybody happens to agree with me that it uh, sounds okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mo doesn't even want to throw a link in. That's how bad the oh. games. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure they're fine. Fine, George. <laughs> What did you get in tech toys? What can I crap on that you got? Okay, well, first of all, you got to throw something in that you didn't want to talk about. I'm going to throw something out. So, you know, my $30,000 Android Auto purchase, I yeah. figured oh, right. out how yeah. to go back to the old Android Auto version instead of the crappy new version. Yeah, oh. it's a little setting inside there where I believe it was the one that was on the car. I think you can also do it from your phone. There's a little setting where you go into Android Auto, you go to settings and it says use the new beta Android Auto. You just turn mm-hmm. the little slider bar off and then ah, so you have to use the old the one old. now so you get all that cool suggestion stuff on the home screen yeah and it is doing some of that stuff i did notice the other day i had a movie has a calendar event on my google calendar and 
good. All day long as I was driving around in my car, it was one of the little tiles that was up there. However, the one annoying tile that comes up every single time you turn on the car, no matter how many times you swipe left or right, is try the new Android Auto. No. Oh, no, really? Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Yeah. Call me when you fix it. Then we'll be right. back to it. <laughs> but as John, that was not the thing I wanted to talk about in Tech Toys today. I actually got a brand new used old keyboard, which I'm very happy <laughs> Wait, about. Huh? What? What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. So I've had a standard fellows, you know, Office Depot membering keyboard right. forever. 995 you know, just, key. Yeah. yeah crappy that, little that thing that I had, had laying like, around. The normal keys on it. and Yeah. Yeah. That was all good and fine. But since I've started writing again and I really wanted a mechanical keyboard. And so uh, I started that looking nice around pricing. feel you wanted, huh? Exactly. Pick, pick, pick. Um, yeah. I found in my desk, apparently oh, maybe two or three years ago, I brought this little small half-sized mechanical keyboard that was all pretty colors and LEDs. I must have got it a long time ago and forgotten about it. I was mm-hmm. playing around with it. And then my son came in my room and said, oh, that keyboard looks awesome. That's cool. I love all the colors. <laughs> so you lost the keyboard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can have it. I'm pricing around to try and get a full-size mechanical <laughs> keyboard. And he said, dad, you know that one you bought me is a full-size mechanical keyboard. I was like, did I? He's like, yeah, you want to trade? Like, okay, oh, sure. Nice. So what I got was the Razer Black Widow Ultimate Stealth 2014 Elite Edition keyboard. Holy crap. That's got yeah, as many subtitles as my <laughs> headphones. Yeah, no, really. And, and really, it comes out to a keyboard. It, mm-hmm. It's a keyboard, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little bit of research Woo. on it because, like I said, this was, I bought this four years ago, five years ago, apparently, for him. It's currently still available for sale on Amazon at $79.99, which is kind of really? cool. Really? It's still on sale for 80 bucks. It's still on sale for 80 bucks. It huh. started out like 150 to 180 and it's okay. just, you know, steadily gone down in price, but it's still a really good keyboard. I've read some reviews on it on different websites. It's still one of the ones that's mentioned as a good price alternative choice for the more expensive mechanical keyboard. Razer makes some good gear, so yeah, I can do. imagine. They Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. There's all kinds of different sorts of switches in these mechanical yes. keyboards, and I can't keep them straight. Do you know which one is in yours or what it's, I absolutely what it's do. supposed to be? They are the Razer Orange Switch keys. They are comparable to the most popular brand, which is Cherry MX. Cherry MX switches are the ones that everybody loves, and they have different colors for their different styles. But these are comparable to the Cherry MX brown switches. Hmm. Okay. They have a 1.9 millimeter travel distance, and they require 45 grams of pressure. <laughs> Oh, 45. <laughs> when I was trying to decide what keyboard to buy before I did the trade, I was researching all these YouTube videos about keys and key testers and switches. Yeah. Oh, and, so yeah. is 45 like sweet spot as far as tactile feel? Is that what that is? It's on the lower it's end. It's so subjective, isn't it? it, it yeah, it, it's, it, it's it is up subjective. To the, yeah. But it's on the lower end of pressure. Like they have some that are 70, 80, 90 grams of pressure. So these are a little bit faster and easier to type. However, they are 1.9 millimeter to travel distance. So there are some keys like the Razer Yellow switches. They only take 1.2 millimeters of travel. So you know when these kids are playing these games where they got to get off their moves faster than the other Real kid? Real twitchy. Yeah. Those things make a huge difference. How hard they have to press the keys and how far they have to travel. But you know what would really make a difference to those gamers? Having What's buttons that? in their headset. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, really? Oh, Mo. Mo. We established early on your job here is to antagonize George, not me. Sorry. It was he just he gave me it was oh. an underhand pitch man I had to swing for it sorry yeah. oh the setup of the spike thanks <laughs> so so you upgraded to this new old keyboard have mm-hmm. you noticed how, for how long have you been using it first let me ask you uh, about a week now I've been using okay. it so I'm curious in hearing so I've thought about getting a, a better kind of keyboard like that for my regular writings I type all day long like I'm always sure. on calls and working uh, so what would you say is your experience what's the difference between going from just a standard legacy like you said just a ten dollar keyboard to this, what experiences are better or worse? And what's the like, adaptations? What are what changes for you? Well, so far, and it's been a short time, period of time, like I said, everything feels better at this point. I haven't found anything that feels worse. There are some things that are a little odd with this particular keyboard, but I don't think those would translate over to other keyboards. The feeling better part, the tactile response of the keys and the slight, because these are tactile silent version keys, okay. they're, they're 
a little loud, but not too loud. But man, it just feels so comforting when you hit a key and you feel it and hear it at the same time compared oh, to the membrane keyboards that are squishy and you can't really tell yeah, sometimes. Feel. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So these are really nice. I really love that. The one weird thing with this Razer keyboard itself, I've noticed that all the shift symbols, like, you know, when you want to shift for an exclamation point over the number one uh-huh. or something like right. that, all the shift symbols are be- are below the regular non-shift symbols. Huh. So like the one is on top top and the exclamation point is on the bottom of the key printing. And the only reason why I can figure that out is because they've got the little LED lights behind them and the LED lights specifically light up the main key function. Oh, oh so it's I positioned see. more so where the light shines through rather exactly. than Exactly. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, that, okay. that was a little minor. weird for me thing. because I was looking at uh, specifically the semicolon colon key one time and I was like, wait, wait, what Which am I doing? Exactly. <laughs> it took me a, little, a few <laughs> seconds, but um, they do have some customizable software, which I've downloaded, but haven't started playing with yet. I'm guessing it'll allow me to group keys together for different functions, maybe change the LEDs. I don't know, but it's a nice little keyboard. I don't think I would want to spend more than a hundred dollars on a keyboard, you know, to I'd agree. feel better. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. now that I'm doing more writing and John, you write all the time, I think it's mm-hmm. essential to spend 40, 50, 60 bucks maybe for a good on keyboard. A keyboard. Yeah. All right, Mo, this is your segment. So you've now heard two of us present mm-hmm. two pieces of tech, both typically 150 on sale for 80 bucks. Yeah. Which one of us do you like more? Well, <laughs> Let me think about this. Um, (laughs) Who's your better friend? Who do you support? If you had 80 bucks to spend to upgrade your PC experience. Oh, friendship has nothing to do with keyboards. So I have to go with that. There's friendship and there's keyboards. Apparently George wins. All right. Yeah. All right. I still have a really nice headset though. Just so you know. (laughs) Milk cake. and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X game segment. Presented in ASMR, apparently. Oh, shit. I forgot to hit the button on the side of my headphone. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Does that button take you out of asshole mode, or what does it do normally? No, no. I didn't program it for that, John. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's not enough buttons in the world. (laughs) I don't want to get into this any further. Mo, I really want to know what you've been playing, because I saw the name on the list, and it's something that has my interest peaked. So please... Tell all the fine folks out there exactly what you've been playing. Okay. It's a game called John Wick Hex, H-E-X at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was actually the people who created the movies were like consultants on this game. So they fully okay. support it. So I'm really bad at describing games. I know this. So I've been giving this a <laughs> lot of thought. Before you get into the description of the game, I think it's just in case someone doesn't know what a John Wick is. Oh my God. You said the people who do the movies, right? So John Wick is. Oh, John Wick is movie, man. He's super assassin, hitman for the mob kind of guy. There's a whole criminal underground and he's like the elite best of all of them right enormous backstory there's been oh, three yeah. of them played by keanu reeves as this amazing badass with yeah tons of gunplay it's right an, an amazing <laughs> gunplay amazing action really interesting backstory i thought one of the best things keanu reeves has ever done with his acting career yeah mm-hmm. i think i agree oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely the movie makers kind of tried to parlay that into a game then right exactly they teamed up with a software development company and they came up with this game because they wanted to try to capture a john wick experience which i was like i heard about this game I god like How? nine months ago <laughs> yeah. it was one of those coming soon then it said in October, I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's your typical coming soon, yeah, exactly. right? Coming right. soon in three years. But I was like, I had it on my wish list. It came up. I was like, you know, I'm going to get it. Wow. Full price. Did you buy it full price? Actually, it's only 20 bucks. Oh, no, okay. That is the full price. Right, so okay. that is the full price. It's $19.99. So that made it like, right. okay, I'm getting it. So how to describe this game? So it's a, you play John Wick, of course. Mm-hmm. The guy who's the, the manager. Good start. This, this is before his marriage and all that stuff. So it's before all the movies. Oh, okay, prequely. so when yes. he's mainly just an assassin. Exactly. He's a hitman doing missions. Okay. The main two guys from the Continental Hotel. Okay. The manager mm-hmm. and then the front are kidnapped by this guy called Hex. That's his name. Oh, ah, it's the okay. Hex. All right. And so now you're basically trying 
to work your way through different people to find them. That's that's the whole basic premise of the story. So what kind of game is it? Is it action? Is yes, it turn-based? It is. It is very much so. It's, well, it's, oh, wow. So here's where it gets complicated. It's a top-down okay. view, third person, okay? Uh, you have full uh-huh. camera control so you can move and rotate. And how it works is that you tell the John Wick character, okay, I want you to do an example. I want you to move from position here and then you click on the map where you want him to move, right? And he'll move until something called interrupt happens, which means like he sees a gunman coming out of a door or something changes. So okay. it'll actually stop him there. Then I'll ask you, what do you want to do? You have his instincts. So if right. something happens, he wouldn't make a decision there. You let you let you make the decision. And But you could do things like, you know, okay, shoot and it'll tell you, you have time to, I mean, you, it stops time. So you have time like, okay, shoot this guy. It'll be a 80%. If I crouch, then it'll do this. And then it has this whole timeline at the top that shows you what the results of your actions would be and what their actions are. So that kind of like takes the place of your instincts, I guess, that you could kind of sense what other people are going to do. John, so I'm looking as we speak at a YouTube video, just like a little preview review of John Wick uh-huh. X. Yep. Think another world, but a modern cell shade version oh, of that. That's even better than what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. What he yeah. said. <laughs> they move in a similar fashion, the joint movements as opposed to natural fluid movements. So large polygons. Yeah, very large polygons. But, polygons. but it actually looks really, I mean, when you play the game, it actually looks it's really beautiful. cool. It's beautiful. It's like what another world would have been if it was done today. Mm-hmm. Okay. A couple features I really like about this game, which I always kind of didn't like about other games, is that one is that like if you shoot your gun, you have two bullets left. You reload, you lose those two bullets. Uh, as you should. As That's you right. should, right? You're not putting a clip together exactly. and making one clip out of them, <laughs> right? right? You're pulling a clip out and putting a new clip in. So. Or, you know, if you have a gun with five bullets and someone drops one with three or eight, you know, you pick that one up, you have eight. You know, you don't have like the combination uh, like other games would have, right? It's not additive. Try to put more of that real life yep. ammunition management rather than just video game Well, management. and that was a big thing in the movies, right? Right. Everybody at that point, movies were just like fire 17 shots out of a six chamber gun, <laughs> right. you know, just keep shooting. Didn't matter. Yeah. But John Wick really made a point of that. in all the movies that like, no, he's out of bullets. He's got a he budgets his ammo and, and makes it count. Right. Yeah. Does. And the bad guys have the same restrictions, too. So you'll see they have to stop and reload sometimes. And that I mean, very oh, rarely good. do you get to that point because you probably killed him by then. But <laughs> but and also there's hand to hand combat. There's all sorts of things. Now, the coolest feature of this is like basically you go through these small maps and each map takes you like down this path essentially till you get to the boss at the end and then that takes you to the next map that kind of deal and so every time you finish like one of the small maps okay this is the mm-hmm. entrance to the restaurant um, once you work your way through it you can actually hit there and say okay show replay it in real time and it'll replay oh that's cool yeah you replay everything you did like oh you did this and you tumbled here and then you so you get to see the little movie with all the fast paced action exactly and it feels like mm. a John Wick kind of setup I mean, when I'm watching this, I'm like, wow, that's this could come out of the movie. I mean, it just gives you that whole feel to it, which I think is pretty amazing. And there's a lot of, a lot of thinking, a lot of strategy involved because, you know, you have to kind of like you have eight bullets. What do you use them on? Because, you know, you're not going to have any more. Well, it sounds like you're speaking pretty highly of it in general. Yeah, so, oh yeah. I mean, you, pay, you pay 20 bucks for it. Oh, How yeah. much time do you think you've gotten out of it? How's the how's the Corey rule coming into play well, here? I think I play. I mean, I'm still on the second mission. OK, so oh, that's early on, that's right. early on. But each mission actually has like five or six maps. Okay. So I'm in the middle of the second one. I'm stuck in this boss. I just got to figure out how to beat him. But it's a lot of fun. Even when you lose, it's fun because you learn. The bad guys are somewhat randomized, so you can't always count on them coming out at the same time. Mm-hmm. They could appear. Yeah, they're just kind of doing their thing, walking around. I think I've played it uh, probably about three or four hours so far. Okay. And the thing I really like about it is that you could. it's a game you could put down and then come back to. It remembers where you were. As long as you finish a map, you could, you know, you could pick up on the next map. Each map maybe takes you 10 minutes or so to do. So nice little bite-sized pieces yeah that's almost mandatory for my gameplay yeah. i have to be able to put it down and come back to it because i my youth when i could play 20 hours in a row exactly it doesn't happen anymore uh, and no the other feature that. i really like about this game too again kind of and at realism when you're on a single mission how you end on each map is how you start the next map so it makes sense yeah so great one linear story yep. yeah so if you are out of ammo at the end of the first map you go into the second map you have no ammo oh ouch if your health <laughs> is at a certain point so you gotta think about that before you go to the next map you're like holy crap let me pick up this other guy's gun before i keep moving on Right. It also does a good job of just making you want to like go back and do that mission better. Like you're like, okay, I did this, but I got shot twice. So how can I do this and not get shot? It's different kind of game too, which is I'm looking forward to. And another way to uh, kind of experience that John Wick universe. Exactly. Got to capture the imagination of a lot of movie goers. Oh yeah. So how about you, John? What have you been playing? I've been using my new cool Logitech headset to do quite a bit (laughs) more uh, (laughs) streaming on YouTube because I've ever since we discovered Parsec, that was really the linchpin. It was like, 
you know, it's really easy now to not have to be in the same physical location to play some of these old arcade games that we oh, love. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been great. It's been like we're there. I've been doing a lot more of that now. Just now, if you get an evening where it's like, oh, I'm just kind of bored. I mean, instead of doing nothing or watching a repeat of a TV show, I'll go, maybe I'll fire up a game and see if anybody's available. And so I'm kind of doing more of that. So a lot more MAME and stuff. And actually, George, I've also been playing a lot of that, that Pew Pew game you suggested <laughs> on the last podcast, because I also have a little controller I can sync up to my Android. Right. It reminds me a lot of Geometry Wars on the old Xbox Live sure. Arcade. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing. Yep. And I know, George, you've been spending quite a bit of time kind of uh, kind of hip deep in the world of emulation and MAME as well, haven't you? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we've talked a little bit about it on the last few podcasts. It's I haven't been a gamer for about a year, year and a half or so, because I've been distracted doing other things. So I'm just now getting back into it. And I wanted to start playing some of the old emulation platforms and using those and having a lot of fun. But my problem was I have this giant behemoth of an arcade cabinet in a very small space, so it's not comfortable to play. I took the hard drive out and I brought it over to my desktop PC here in my office. And I was like, okay, I've got this little quasi fake arcade stick. That's a USB thing that I can play with. Let me load this up. And then I was like, oh crap, hyperspin. (laughs) The whole front end. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, but it's complicated. But it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to use. It's hard to program. I just never really figured it out. I always just like, John, fix this for me. But I didn't <laughs> want to do that this time because, you know, I'm old right? now. And so I started looking around trying to find, you know, are there different front ends out there now? It's been several years. Surely somebody has done something mm-hmm. cooler and better and easier. Well, for to anyone use. that doesn't do emulation kind of stuff, the whole point is emulation is just a mountain of files. So you have a yes. software and you have ROMs and you can launch them, but there's nothing friendly. It's not like what you're accustomed to, like a menu. There's no pictures or instructions or anything. So front ends are a method to try to make it more user-friendly for the end user. Yeah, and I specifically wanted to concentrate on MAME to start with because that's kind of always been my go-to emulation As well you should, yeah. That's that's where the best (laughs) games are, why not? (laughs) Um, So I was looking around, like I said, and I found one kind of, I don't even remember how I found it. It was just like a link through a link of a cousin of a link of a divorced third party something or other link. I don't know. But I found this thing called Launchbox. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm sure that you guys have probably already heard of it. You know, I'm late to the party as usual. But I did a little bit of research on this thing and I was like, oh, this looks like a really good alternative to Hyperspin. It's easily configurable. It's all GUI based. I don't have to worry about doing a whole bunch of command line stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that you might have to do command line, it automatically builds in for you based on, say, what emulator you're telling it you want to start using or what arcade ROMs or NES ROMs or whatever you're going to attach to that emulator, different things. It downloads all the box art and clip art and flyers and videos and everything for you automatically. So it's very much like Plex or Cody, if you like those Mm -hmm. kind of things. And it's free. That was what I was, I was like, oh, it's free. They have a (laughs) a free version of this thing. Now I will say they're, they have three pay levels. Free is the first one and you get limited skins. Customization options. But they have an extra feature that you get into once you get into the pay levels called Big Box. And Big Box is where it just takes over your whole screen much in the same way that, uh, what is that, Steam Big Picture or whatever the hell that thing is. That's right. It's almost like a console. Exactly. And that's what this does. It's a kiosk mode, right? It's like Hide the computer, just show me a UI. Exactly. You get that when you start moving into the pay levels. They have two pay levels that cost you money. There's a yearly pay level, which is 20 bucks, and you get every feature they have, including Big Box, which is really nice. Okay. But it's 20 bucks a year. It's a little on the high side for what people are used to for, you know, most people want to spend like five or $10 at a time, even though this is a yearly price, and but it still triggers that part of your brain like, oh, it's 20 bucks. It's another subscription. But they do have a third one that I think is probably the most appealing if you get it and try the free version and like it, the third pay level is a lifetime pay level for $50. Nice. That sounds fair for what it is, right? Uh, It sounds incredibly fair because they're constantly updating this thing. They're constantly adding new features into it. And Hyperspin, everything I've done research on, it looks like nobody's done anything with that in years. It's pseudo abandoned, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the way to go for me. So I downloaded the free version. I've been playing with it for three or four days so far. I finally got a game to run on it. That was through no fault of the front end. It was because I had (laughs) a really crappy old version of the MAME executable and hadn't set it up right. Once I got the back end stuff of it and there's great tutorials. They have all these great YouTube videos and they're part of the user interface. Yeah. 
yeah, their YouTube channel. Sure. They have a YouTube channel, but even the user interface, when it first pops up, it's like, here's this tutorial on how to do this. Here's a tutorial oh, built on how in. to do this. Even better. If you want to see all our tutorials, click this link. And it's all built wow. in there. It's really easy to use. If you like games and you like emulation, I don't think you can go wrong right now with LaunchBox. For somebody like me who doesn't you know, want to spend hours upon hours typing in command line stuff and saving it to I and I files and whatnot, this is a great way to go. In this instance, you're actually somehow both the late adopter and the early adopter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because a couple of years ago, I heard about LaunchBox and I bought the lifetime subscription and I've yet to dive into and figure out how to use it. So while I heard about it first, you're actually the first to figure out how to make it work. So you're going to have to run the Gen X grown up tutorials to let us know how to use it now that you're so- learning. <laughs> That's easy. I mean, you just load LaunchBox, right? And then there's a link that you click that gives you tutorials that really know what they're doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, so I'm not oh, running any okay. tutorials. So George is passing the buck back to the tutorials. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> RTFM, read that manual. <laughs> I've been wanting to retrofit my cabinet with LaunchBox for a long time, which is why I bought the Lifetime years ago and haven't mm-hmm. touched it. I'm really excited to see where you end up and what I want to know what stumbling blocks you get over. So sure. maybe you'll inspire me to finally get around to get mine updated and use this software. I paid for already. There you go. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> mouse trouble? Then you need mouse trap. Mouse trap. I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. The first to capture everyone else's mouse is the winner. Just turn the crank and snap the blank and boot the marble right down the chute. Now watch it roll and hit the pole and knock the ball in the rubber up top, which fits the man into the fan. The trap is set. Here comes the net. Ouch! Mouse trap. I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see. As we come into the back half of the show here, you know we like to take a moment and talk about what we're looking forward to between this episode and the next time we all get together. Uh, Mo, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to? Oh, I s- stumbled across this thing. I hadn't even heard of it yet. You know, we're all big podcast listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, right? We're all big fans of Limetown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, They're doing a series, TV series on it. Oh, really? What? Yes. A TV series? Yep. Who's wow. doing it? Where? You know, now here's the thing. Is that I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm still trying to find it. <laughs> what? Well, how, how do you, you know, know it's about happening? It, but you don't know where it's at. <laughs> I, I found it on IMDb. Okay. Oh, so something in production. Yeah. No, actually, no. It's it's the first episode I think came out last week. I just haven't been able to locate where it's coming out yet. <laughs> ah, it's on Facebook Watch. Yeah. Oh, that's- Is that's, it one of those crappy things? You know, my drone racing league moved over to Twitter. I hate yeah. these damn streaming services. <laughs> Is now because I can't ever figure out how to watch them easily. Well, and it stars Jessica Biel and Stanley Tucci. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Good I lord. Know. And so I'm looking at this That's thing. That's nice. I, I read like I read the whole like the cast and of course you know Limetown. I'm like this should. I mean, listening to the podcast, I could visualize. There's such a great mythology there. Yeah. There's so much to dig into. Yeah. And supposedly it's taking this original story and just kind of converting it over to a video. But still, I mean, that was such a great podcast. And they said it was so visual. I mean, from a, for a podcast, it was just. I mean, you could see yeah, what's yeah. happening. For an podcast you could see what was happening right. so yeah mm-hmm. they they drew they painted that picture for you and so oh, to wow. move this into a series i'm like i'm all in i don't care how bad it is i had to throw it on this list because well one is i didn't want to take terminator dark fate from anybody else because i know somebody would be mad at that's me. right you're not so <laughs> i was like it came up and it says oh here's something to look forward to next week in limetown i'm like well hell i'm all on board so as soon as i find it, I'll let you know exactly it's got to figure out how the hell to watch a exactly. Facebook watch and what, it, what it actually is and what it means. <laughs> yeah. When you find out, absolutely want to see that. Yep. So I'm all in on that one. How about you, George? I found out that there's another series that is getting its final season coming up here soon. It will be sixth season of Silicon Valley on HBO. It's going to air oh, on October I 27th is the first hate episode. hate that that's ending. Oh, yeah. I hate that that's ending. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we saw season five. Obviously, we yeah. know, you know, it's been a, at least a year and a half. Probably two years. Has it been that long? Wow. It's been a while, I think. Yeah. Um, They do have an abbreviated season, as you typically find with these things when Mm -hmm. they're having their final season. They're only going to be seven episodes in this season. But I'm hoping that they can tie up all the different storyline threads and everything. Um, We still haven't seen that one character. I can never remember the actor's name, but I love him. He disappeared in like season four and then wasn't in season five at all. I'm hoping he comes back for season six. He was in Deadpool. Ehrlich. Yeah, the the character Ehrlich. 
Ehrlich. Yeah, yeah he's Ehrlich. the bartender in Deadpool. The rumor yeah. is he was quitting the show, and in fact, he did. And then after he quit the show, he got me tooed in the public over some scandal. Oh, did he really? Oh, wow. So maybe oh. he will be back. I don't know if he'll be back or not, or if he might do in a cameo. I don't know. He, his character was spectacular oh, yeah. in that show. I, it was. I missed it was him. a great character. Yeah. So yeah, oh, that's what I'm looking yeah. forward to. Oh, I'm sad that that's ending, but yeah, I'm gonna look forward to it with you. I think so. Again, it's like I'm happy that they're actually consciously ending it, though. I agree. Yeah, you hate when things just peter out and fade yeah. into the distance. No, no, for sure. I thought that had happened after season five, because like I said, it's been a long time. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, it's been so gone so long, you think it's dead. You know, <laughs> right? I guess it got canceled, but I'm glad it's still here. Yeah. And Mo, as you alluded to, what I'm looking forward to. Terminator Dark Fate. I am so looking forward to this one. Oh my God. Every time I see this trailer, you were talking earlier in the show about trailer fatigue, George. I'm still not fatigued. Every time I see this trailer, my feet are hopping and I'm going, Oh, my fists are clenched. It just looks so good. Yeah. You know, the trailer's not doing it for me, but the the fact that they're going back and bringing all the original people, <sighs> both behind the camera and in front of the camera, that's what's mm-hmm. really got oh, me yeah. going on it. Those things combined, because I'm watching what's on the screen and I know what's behind it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I know that Sarah Connor is back and I know that the original John Connor is back and I know that Arnold is back and I know that camera's behind the scenes. And it's just, they said, and we talked about in our backtrack that this is actually putting everything other than one and two in an alternate universe. And this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Two, so this is Terminator. And I'm three. ready. It just this is this, this is, is exactly this is yeah. Cameron's Terminator Three. You got <laughs> <All> it. <right. laughs> and I I can't wait to see it. Oh, I'm going to go I as know. soon as it opens, and I'm I think I'm going to see it more than once. I'm sure. I hope it doesn't disappoint me. When does it open? October 31st or the 30th? I think it's technically November 1st it opens, but you know how the movies are. They open sure, Thursday, Thursday night, or yeah. Wednesday or before then. Halloween would be a perfect opening. Yeah. Yeah. As, as soon as it's open, I'm buying my A-list ticket. I'm going to be front and center. No, that's well, no, no, I'll be won't. back and center. Be, front yeah. center is a stupid place to watch a movie. Reintroducing Kellogg's Rice Krispies, part of a good breakfast that can help get you going. He's now with more energy-releasing B vitamins than ever. It can help give you some get-up-and-go. Rice Krispies with more B vitamins. If you need a little snap, crackle, pop in your morning. Aha! Crying out loud. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Before we leave, it is my delight to take a moment at the end of the show here to give my heartfelt gratitude to all of the folks who support us over on Patreon. These are folks who spend a few dollars a month to commit to us financially to help keep the lights on here. And I'm talking about you, Greg Z, Greg L, Thomas, Slomo, Will, T2, Levi, Marcus, Dana, Blasted or Stashit, Stuart, Agile, Mike, Steve, and Corey, Chad, and Dan. Made it through in one breath this time, I think, but we're <laughs> well done, well so done. grateful for all of you. If you would like to join them, all you have to do is head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. We would love to add your name to this prestigious list of Gen X grownup supporters. And remember, for every that you donate gets Mo and I one step closer to never buying those stupid headsets. <laughs> does it? Is that what that does? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of our show, but next week with our backtrack, we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in. George, tell the lovely fourth listeners what we're covering next week. Well, it's time to get a little bit spooky. It is October. It is that time of the oh. year. So we have come up with the quintessential list for October. That's right, folks. It's Gen X Grown Ups Top 10 1970s Horror Movies. That's right. And there will be no room for argument because it will be the definitive list. That's right. There was argument getting there, I can tell you that. But we do have have arguments. I'm still, you know, not. Okay. That's not one you're going to want to miss. That's going to be released on Halloween, the 31st. That is one you're not going to want to miss on our next backtrack. We hope you will join us. Until then, I am John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, always appreciate you. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide radio network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. As we get in the back half, I believe I'll do it again. Five, four, three. That is just about going to wrap it up for five, four financially to help keep the lights on here and i don't have the list in my card because i forgot to put it here <laughs> well you know yeah, who I, you are. I thought you were gonna go a different tact with it or something i wasn't sure <laughs> no i, I was just, like maybe he's I, tired of saying all their names now i don't know i i'm not not at all where the how did i i did all this other work and forgot to do that let me pull it from previous card uh she said and you know who you are <laughs> so thank you and you know who you are <laughs> Our next back trap, our next back trap. <laughs> Why do I say trap? It's our back trap. Uh, never gets old. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.